breaking news. It appears that appreciation for fathers and grandfathers is sweeping the globe. People everywhere are making declarations about how much they love their fathers and grandfathers. Let's see what they're saying. Hi, Papa. Um, I appreciate so much about you, but one of the main things I appreciate appreciate about you is how you have loved my mom and been a good example of how a man should treat a woman. I love you. Grandpa's very funny and very fun to um, hang out with. My grandpa has taught me to be loving, especially my grandma. My grandpa has also taught me not to be afraid of the cold. Love you, Grandpa. Father, I have too much to say. Not enough time to say it. I couldn't tell you how much you've done in my life, what you've stoked in my heart and mind. Words fail me, but you never have. Your strength guides me, your love has lifted me up. Your faith has set my own in stone. I love you, that is all I really need to say. I love you, Dad. Do you say happy Father's Day? Yeah, we love you. What do you, what do you want to say about Daddy? Daddy home. Yeah, you love when Daddy's home. Can you say, I love you, Daddy? I love Daddy. Okay. I like to make.
don't you take the time today to thank your parents and grandparents for all they do? Why not? Wait, show me your calming tactic again.
individual people have left the group. Oh no. Go find your shoes. minutes and we're leaving. I need a list.
Oh man, that's awesome. so good. Great job, kids. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> the comic relief throughout was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't realize that I rolled out of bed in a bathrobe <laughs> to go to prayer. <laughs> yeah, 
might be giving the wrong impression. But maybe it's exaggerated, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, I have uh, so enjoyed the community that, that God has built us into and, uh, and the real family that we are. And it's something that I feel um, is, is right where God's heart wants us to be, you know, to, uh, to be part of one another's lives, to, um, to be there in the high times when things are, um, you know, where we're able to celebrate, like with this great news for Bill. Uh, but also in the low times, which used Bill again, <laughs> you know, to find out that he'd broken his neck and just those scary things. And, um, and then, you know, it, whether it's uh, loss of loved ones, you know, some of us are grieving uh, losses right now. And, uh, or there's that separation, you know, that your, your father's not around. Um, and what, in the midst of that, like that, this is, this is life. You know, we have joy and pain mingled together all the time. And uh, as believers, we don't put on blinders. We don't close our eyes to the realities around us. You know, we lean in and, and we hold on to one another. Uh, we were talking, Tim and I, as things were getting started, of how there's, um, there's so much fear going on right now. And what we really need is just to be together. And so, uh, so I, I love that we get to do this, that we get to gather in Jesus' name and know that we have a Heavenly Father who loves us. Um, the reason, in, the, the things that our dads, uh, for all of us, anything that we could admire about them or anything that's admirable in any of us uh, as fathers is because we're emulating our Heavenly Father. Amen? Like, it, God as the perfect father, anything that we see in the world that is good and right about fathering and dads, it's because it looks like him. And that's, um, so as, as dads, that's our goal, is to try and look as much like Jesus as we can um, and, and paint that picture for the world to see. Um, and it's, and it's a, an incredible honor. Um, and very humbling to recognize that when people look at us, we're, we have opportunity to show them what God looks like. Um, and so we don't take that lightly. Um, but it's also really fun <laughs> to have the kids uh, portray some of the, the antics that we, we go through. We are talking these, this summer about spiritual exercises, uh, spiritual fitness. Gabriel, if you go to that uh, first slide in the... Um, these spiritual conversations is not something you're going to probably find in a book on spiritual disciplines. Um, but something that I've noticed is that if we don't train ourselves and practice having the things of God be part of everyday conversation, then when there's that opportunity to really share, this is who Jesus is, if we're not used to talking about our spiritual life, that's a much harder leap to make. But if, as I was mentioning earlier, talking with my friend yesterday, that if our everyday life, the conversations around us, the interactions we have, we're used to talking about spiritual things. I'm used to sharing, hey, I was reading in the Bible this morning about this, and I just talk with people about that. 
or I'm asking questions about other people's spiritual experience um, and what God is doing in their life, um, the more we do that, the easier it becomes and the greater the testimony of, of what God has done uh, becomes. So uh, before we get too far, um, let's switch over and show the video uh, on that other screen, Gabriel, if you would. Uh, this is my conversation with Greg up at the lake. So uh, we are out here at Willowa Lake, and I'm with Greg Schultz, and we, I'm doing an impromptu. He had no idea that I was going to pull the phone out and record this, but we are talking about having spiritual conversations. So here Greg and I are, and so define a Christian. Christian is someone who follows Jesus, who is a witness for Jesus, who prays that the kingdom of God comes, prays for healing, um, that that all of our life is following Jesus, not just 10 o'clock on a Sunday. So when someone is saying, hey, who are those guys over there? Um, what should be the answer for like somebody has, who knows you, knows you in the context of where you're gonna be um, you know, doing ministry, and they would be able to answer what? They should be able to say, that person follows Jesus, they pray for healing, and well, the Lord answers their prayers. So, when you're, so you, you want to be sharing Jesus anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And, and where, I, I love what you just said before I pulled the phone out. Um, when and where do people encounter God? Okay. So, Jesus is king over all of creation. That means he is the king now. That yeah. means any place, any time, any person, any context, they should be able to encounter the kingdom of God. They should be able to meet Jesus face-to-face -face in that moment. It's not something that is just safe for 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Jesus is the king of all creation. He is the king now. He's the king right here at Wallowa Lake. He is the king in your context. Yeah, and we were just talking about how at any moment, uh, God could break into the conversation and in the, in the world at that moment and make a transformation in somebody's life. Yeah. And uh, I love this, because this is what we're talking about today, is spiritual conversation. Um, right now, um, we are on Saturday before the sermon, and had no idea that this was the thing that was on your heart and in the context. Um, so this is Greg Schultz. You're not going to get to meet him today, uh, but you're getting to meet him this way. So this is awesome. So thanks it's for nice sharing. Nice And thanks for driving all the way out here to hang out with us. Yeah, it's been awesome. I'm so glad we were able to come up here. Awesome. Thank you. It was awesome hanging out with them, and it was, so the context is they're doing some uh, training right now about uh, sharing Christ in uh, the context that God's called them to, and since we're live right now uh, on Facebook, I can't tell you where that is. Uh, it's a sensitive area, though, and in that situation, uh, the, the trainers are just saying, like, when, when people meet you, they should know that you follow Jesus, you pray, and God answers your prayers. Um, and, and isn't it interesting that that really puts you in a position to be dependent upon God, right? Because I'm not, I can't make results. I can't make answers to prayer. But we can be people who are faithful to talk about Jesus on a regular basis and offer to pray for folks. And, and so that as kind of a goal of like, man, how do we get from where we are to wait? You know, maybe you're... Um, 
used to, hey, we only talk about spiritual things in this very narrow sort of situation um, when, you know, perhaps it, it's a one-on-one at the church, maybe after a service and somebody asks a question, then I can talk about spiritual things, but otherwise, it just doesn't usually happen. That's fine if that's your experience, but I want to paint a picture of what could be. What could be is that you could be standing next to somebody waiting in a line and the Holy Spirit say tell them I love them and and that could be so frightening of an idea right now but what if that's what if God wanted to do something in your life and in your heart to move you from where you are now to a place where you're willing to say yep I'll do whatever you want at any time any place anywhere and I love what Greg shared is that God can break into a situation, and he could, what if in that one moment, what if it's uh, 4th of July weekend is coming up, and there's a conversation around a barbecue pit, and suddenly you realize that this person has just shared a huge problem or need in their life, and God says, all right, pray for him, I'm going to do something right now. And that was the moment that completely changed their life. What if you could be that vessel to be an instrument of complete change in somebody's reality? That they go from lost to found, from darkness to light, from addicted to healed and delivered. You know, like, what if that was what God wanted to do? So I want to share a few scriptures Um, And then we're going to, as the form for the summer, is to practice. Now, don't get too anxious. It's not going to be as scary as it sounds. But we're going to practice spiritual conversation. So, uh, looking just at the psalm. Psalm 35, verse 28. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all day long. Psalm 37, 30. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. Psalm 40, verse 5. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works. I guess I have to actually click on it to get the whole verse. (laughs) Wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can't be numbered. And the works of God are so wonderful. There's so many things that he's done. And and I wrote a note in that one that we're not without material to speak about. You know? Like, God has done so much. If we would just pause for a moment and consider. I got a ton of things I could say. But we think, oh, I I don't know what to say. And, well, just... Who is the Lord in your life? What are the things that he's been doing? We have plenty of material, even just to look at creation. We have plenty to praise him for. Psalm 115, verses 17 and 18. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. I will speak, it says in Psalm 119, 46. I will speak of your testimonies as before kings and will not be ashamed. Psalm 119, 13. With my lips I have declared all, your judge, all the judgments of your mouth. 
Psalm 119, verse 50. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. And continuing in Psalm 119, verse 172. This is a really long, long chapter in the Bible. But verse 172 of Psalm 119. My tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteous. Psalm 145, verse 6. Men shall speak in the midst of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. Psalm 145, 11. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Psalm 145, 10 and 12, or 10 through 12, we'll kind of give this, that last verse in context. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. And finally, Psalm 145, 21. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. Something I notice in all of that is that I actually have to say something. <laughs> that for God to be praised, I actually have to use my mouth. Now, we can praise God, obviously, in our thoughts, but there's something about using our mouth to declare, to speak, and not just think about, not just ponder. That's something, that's a a spiritual discipline for another conversation. But to actually say aloud the things we're grateful to God for, who he is, what he's made, what he's done. So... We've been trying to mix up the form a little bit of our gatherings, and and typically on a a Sunday morning in most churches around the country, you're going to have some worship music. So there'll be one or more people, or maybe uh, some audio played through a a sound system, and and these are uh, the worship set or worship music, and it's songs about God, and, and people will, the music comes up, and people sing, and maybe we read words off a screen, and then we, we, we call that praise or worship. And, and I was pondering, what does it look like if we were to praise God, you know, to do what the Psalms talk about, if we didn't have music? How do I bless the holy name of God without music? What does worship look like without music? So, in the spirit of this summer of practice, I would like all of us to think on that and then do it. What are the things that come to mind? Because I I think as I look, you know, the the Psalms are David and others, uh, David who became king over Israel, that he's writing songs. It's his journals and poetry and and he had music to it. But he's talking in these psalms about opening his mouth and speaking of the wonderful works of God. So why don't we try that too? Now this might be kind of awkward. Because um, it's like, well, if we're going to pray, do I close my eyes? Or, well, there's no music, so can I raise my hands? I don't know. Can you? So... How do we declare the wonderful works 
praise God. But I'm not really affected because 
God is with me. And I just keep needing to be reminded that. And when I am reminded that, it's like, yeah, I can breathe. I don't have to be in fear. I don't have to worry. Because he's in control. So, he's in control. Cousin, um, I just want to say, on this um, gratitude for uh, safety out here in the countryside. Um, I just came from Vancouver, and you all know how crazy things are going here soon. And so I just want to give praise for that because there's there's a safe place. And I woke up this morning and I have a little Bible app that gives like a verse of the day. And it was uh, Psalm 91 today. And um, they, those who dwell, <laughs> uh, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So one thing um, that has helped sometimes is uh, I like to take walks. And, and so whether you're taking a walk or you're sitting in your living room, uh, you know, God gave us imagination. And so I can sit sometimes if I'm having a hard time kind of considering who God is. You know, he seems so far off, so distant. It's okay, well, let's imagine that you know, he's in the chair across from me. So men don't face each other when they sit down. They, they kind of sit sideways. So notice I didn't set the chairs facing each other. It's like that's too, too close. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, if Jesus is in the chair here, what would I thank him for? And so it, it could look something as just, man, Jesus, this is awesome. You know, thanks for all these people. Like, it, you know, because he is here now. You know, the, the word says that he makes his home within us. So, um, so this illustration, this just kind of helps me to remember that he's actually present, right? And so I can imagine Jesus sitting in this chair here, and and he's just got this neat grin. And he's just looking around, nodding. Like, yep, this is just what I want. No, thank you. And, and when you enter into that moment where it's like, he and I are really here having a conversation, praise comes. Wow. You know, all these kids who love their dad. And we got to sh- see that. And, and all the effort that I know went in to the back story <laughs> to make that happen. Uh, coordinating that many children to, to do anything is a labor of love. So Lord, thank you for, for that.
wives that are committed to honoring their husbands. God, you do good work. You make good families. Thank you for this building that we get to meet in. Um, Now I wonder, Lord, why, why we needed this big space. But if it weren't for this space, we couldn't be gathering. We'd be too close together at the other building. We have enough space now that we can all be here. You knew what you were doing. Thank you. What else comes to mind for you? And and, and phrase it as as he's here. And thank him directly. Kiddos, is there anything that you'd like to praise and thank the Lord for? They're all playing.
also I asked if there's anyone else wanted to share anything. Um, and uh, so she came up and said, um, what do you want us to say back? And I said, um, I said that if you, that God was calling me to be a missionary, then one of my dreams I grew up to be a missionary. So Lily had a dream. This was, your dream was months ago, wasn't it? thinking about it ever since, huh? And she's brought it up um, several times in the last few months. And, uh, and we prayed, um, saying goodbye to our friends, uh, prayed this morning that God would call missionaries today, and didn't expect one to come from my own house. And so here we are. Let's go to the next slide. <laughs> oh, Sophia, do you have something? I'm thankful for the blood that Jesus put out on the cross. Yes, and it's where all our sins are. We have, uh, I have a quote on the, the board there. God is not interested in your spiritual life. God's just interested in your life. He intends to redeem it. Uh, there's this idea sometimes that the spiritual life is just one portion of our life, but actually all of life is spiritual. Everything that we do is in, in light of God's gaze. And so there's not a separation. There's not a well, those are spiritual people, and these are unspiritual people. You know, we're all spiritual people. And like we shared last week, I think it's a beautiful picture and analogy. It's like, if you want to hear from God, and God is speaking on the FM station, you don't want to be tuned into AM. <laughs> you will never hear God if you're trying to hear him in the flesh alone. I, I'm, I'm tuning in the wrong thing. We all have a spirit. Every radio that you find it today... <laughs> All modern radios can tune into AM or FM. And, and you, as a living being, made in the image of God, can tune in to the Spirit. And it's just a matter of whether we choose to do that or not. And that, so all life has that potential to be communicating with God. He's always speaking. And we just got to tune into it. Um, so... The, the next slide is the, some conversation starters. I realize that when we start talking about um, how we connect with others and how do we have spiritual conversations, here's some for us to consider. And I included some music that uh, Cody and Sophia helped put, us, put together. But what's your spiritual background? What's your relationship with Jesus like? What is God speaking to you lately? And these are things that we can ask one another. And so um, we're going to try something here. Uh, so we'll do kind of a fast friends, or a, in some context, it's called speed dating. <laughs> we're not speed dating in church, but it's a, a similar idea where take two or three minutes 
ask one of these questions to a person at your table um, and then give them those couple of minutes to answer. Um, so pick one of these questions, ask it to somebody at the table, and, and then we'll flip-flop. And then whoever just answered the question, pick a question and ask. And so uh, we will come back uh, together here in a moment. Go ahead.
if you have, um, if everybody at your tables had a chance to talk, feel free to get up and move to a new table, and you can. This is it's okay to butt into a conversation. Uh, you're not interrupting in an inappropriate way. You're interrupting in an appropriate manner. So, go ahead and jump to a new s new spot and uh, ask again from someone you haven't heard from yet.
so wherever you're at, if uh, why don't we pray together, uh, and this will just kind of conclude our time. So if there's something that's been shared around the table you're at, um, pray for one another as, as you feel appropriate, um, and then we can hang out as long as you want. But that's what we got for today, um, and let's worship the Lord together and thank Him and, and pray for one another, and we'll be done.